Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 93 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. How is it episode 93? That is so crazy. So this is a Friday short episode and it actually will be short for once in the entire time I've had a podcast because I literally have 15 minutes before I have to leave and go pick my son up from school. So I have to force myself to do a short episode. And we are going back to just weekly episodes starting in May. We will come back to two episodes per week at some point, probably in the fall. But I am kind of taking a step back um, and just want to give you guys a heads up. So moving forward, Tuesday episodes only. So let's dive into it because we don't have a lot of time here. Uh, this sto- this episode is going to be a little bit about my story. I get asked about my s- story quite often. And while I personally don't think it's anything interesting, um, I think it's important for people to know my story. It's important because I sell courses. I sell coaching packages. I have a lot of new things I'm going to be launching, and I think it's very important that you know who the hell I am. I'm not some rando person who is like, hey, I'm going to have a podcast and teach you guys all this stuff, but then not be transparent about like my background or my credentials or any of that stuff. And I see so many of these people on YouTube, on Instagram, who are like, I can help you make seven figures in three weeks while ordering things from your house in your underwear. And then you go to find out who this person is and it's like there's zero information about their background. You you don't even know if they've actually had their own product-based business. And I'm sorry, but please don't trust anyone selling you shit that has not had their product, that has not had their own product-based business if they're trying to teach you how to run a product-based business. Uh, red freaking flag. And yeah, so, and like, it's just really quickly, like someone reached out to me recently and they were like, I want to scale my business really quickly. Like, I want to do that. And she was, they were like, I signed up with this coach who can teach me how to scale my business quickly. And of course, when I hear that, I think of like, holy shit, red flags, red flag, red flag, red flag. Like you don't scale your business quickly. Yes, there is the exception to the rule if you have like a bazillion dollars that either someone can like someone who's like you know an eight-figure e-commerce superstar could like take over your business and pour in like a million dollars of ads if they know what they're doing like sure I'm sure you could scale quickly but that's not the situation for anyone and so I don't believe that you can scale quickly and if someone's promising you that I think it's a red flag. And so she told me this person's name. I went to their Instagram account. Of course, I can't find a single goddamn thing about their background, their what business that they've had. So I feel like that's sketchy. And so for me, I think it's important that, you know, you get a refresh on like a little bit about me. So let's kind of dive into it because time is running out. So a little bit about me, um, I don't really want to go into like personal life stuff, but I'll just give you a little taste. So I'm from Massachusetts. I am a proud masshole, as we like to call ourselves. Um, my senior year of college, I went to, to UMass Amherst in Massachusetts. It's like the hippie town in the world or maybe the country, but I don't know, one of the most hippie little places. And I went to school for communication and I minored in film studies. My dream in life was to work either at like a TV network or a film studio like focused 
is it Focus Films or Focus Features? I forget. Um, in Los Angeles. So anyway, went to school um, my senior year, or my sorry, my last semester. I went and studied abroad in London, and I worked at a film training um, company as my internship, and it was like the greatest experience ever. I'm obsessed with London. I'm obsessed with all things UK. It's just my favorite place in the entire world. So that kind of changed my life in so many ways. I became just very like obsessed with traveling, obsessed with exploring. And that truly has made an impact on my entire life and who I am today. So I'm forever grateful for that experience. But after that, you know, I was like, eh, I don't really want to like work a nine to five. I want to have travel and have fun. So I kind of spent the next few years, um, like I lived in Australia, I got a tourist visa and went to Australia for six months with a friend. Um, I was just kind of like a nomad. I kind of traveled a lot. Then I ended up moving to San Diego. I did end up working at a TV station. I worked for KGTV in San Diego and I worked in the like sales department ish. It was like the dumbest job. Um, It was such a dumb job, but I did work for the TV station and I used to like, we used to go out and we would meet like guys and I would tell them that I were, I was the weather girl. (laughs) I was crazy. So anyway, um, so yeah, so that's a little bit about like my early days. I'm old now. So there's that. Um, and then I ended up moving back to Boston, went to grad school for something, um, in the international space and then ended up just long story short, I ended up working for a multiple international education company. So that was kind of like the space that I went into that I spent um, about seven or eight, seven or eight years in, I don't know, something like that. Um, And one of my jobs was working for this company called Navitas. It's an Australian company. And I basically got paid to travel the world and recruit international students to come into the US to study. So for me, that was a dream job. And again, like just best job, best, best, best job ever. And then I did that for um, a bunch of years. And I ended up getting pregnant. And we ended up moving to California, or actually, sorry, I had the baby, we moved to California. I had quit the job because we both were me and my husband were both traveling, and we just sort of needed to like do something different. So I ended up quitting and was like, oh, I'll take like six months off and just look for a different job when we moved to California. Like, sounds easy, right? So we moved to Southern California and I started applying for jobs. I also just, I'm going to gloss over this quickly because this is something that is very personal. I do not share or talk about ever. I still have a lot of trauma around it, I would say, but I had very bad postpartum depression after I had my son. And it is, I feel like I need to talk about it quickly because I will start crying. It's like very, I get very emotional. Every time I talk about it, I will cry. And yeah, so um, I had a really hard time. And, you know, I just, I don't know, it like really screwed me up for a while. And anyway, so my son was about seven or eight months at the time. I went to the gym and this is where the story, this is like where my story starts. I was at the gym one day and all of a sudden I'm on one of the strength training machines and the idea pops into my head. You should start like your own online store. You should start a subscription box or an e-commerce business. And it's it's interesting because never once in my entire life had I ever thought about doing something like that. So in my opinion, and this sounds like wooey, but it you know, if you think about like what I just told you, I was going through a very severe postpartum depression. And for those of you who who know about that, like it's a it can be a very severe thing. It's something that I think a lot of people don't talk about. I don't, I still don't talk about it. Um, Seven years later, it like, it is severe trauma for me. And I'm actually surprised I'm not bawling my eyes out right now. I think I'm trying to like not get emotional. Um, But it's something that like at some point I, I would like to talk about it more because I think the reason that it happened or the reason that it was so hard for me is because people don't talk about it 
people have have babies and it's like, oh, my life is perfect. My, I have a, I'm a mom. Everything's perfect. And I didn't have that experience. And when you have that happening to you, you because no one talks about the hard stuff, there ends up just being lots of like shame and just feelings of like, well, I'm like, I'm a terrible person. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, I don't want to go into this too much because like I said, I, it's it's very, um, it's just, it's a hard thing for me. At some point, I, I hope that I could talk about it more because I would like to help people because it's just not talked about, you know, it's not. And it's such a hard fucking thing. So anyway, so I was going through that very hard time for seven, eight months, the whole time I was a new mom. And I got this business idea. And this is like the special part of the story for me is that I had never thought about this before. The idea popped into my brain. And and I truly believe it was like a little gift from the universe. Like here's, you just went through a fucking hard time. Actually, you're still going through the hard time. Here's like, here's a little handout to you. And that idea in my brain, like that turned into my business. I thought about it and I was like, oh my gosh, I should start this business. Well, what kind of business would I start? You know, like what would it, what would it be? And I was like, well, maybe I'll do like a baby product because I just had a baby. And I was like, eh, no, I don't really want to talk about baby stuff. (laughs) And I was like, I'll start a dog subscription box business and e-commerce store. And I literally thought about it, I think for like a couple days and and after that, it was it was done. Like I was like, okay, I'm doing this. It's happening. And I'm not even joking. I think it was like a week later. I can still remember this. It's like as clear as day. And this was this is uh, six and a half years later. Um, it's as clear as it was the day it happened. I remember this was. It must have been a week later, or even like a few days later, when I decided that yes, I'm actually going to do this idea. This was. Um, end of March, it was either March or April of 2016, whenever it was right around Easter. So whenever Easter was that year, that's when this idea happened. Um, but like, yeah, a few days later or a week later, I was sitting at a Starbucks in Irvine, California, Southern California near Newport Beach. And I was literally sitting outside of a Starbucks outside with my laptop feeling like feeling like a human again. I was so lit up over this idea. I was, I felt so called to do it. And I was sitting there at the Starbucks, um, outside on the patio, um, like working on, working on my logo. I was, um, I, it was like the one time in my life that I used fiber and fiber.com. I do not recommend it. <laughs> um, but I wor- was working with Fiverr and I found a girl to do my logo for me. I mean, before this is why I, I there's so many funny things to this, to my, my early days of starting my business. And it's like everything that I advise you, like, don't do that. Don't do this first. Don't do your logo first. Of course, I tell you that because I wasted time doing my logo first and it was maybe not the best use of time. But anyway, um, I was doing my logo and I was like getting stickers printed. Why I was getting stickers printed, I have no idea. But I literally like got my logo and then went on to like a staples.com and like started ordering stickers. I have no idea why. Um, But that memory to me feels so fresh in my brain. Like I will never forget it. I will never forget how I felt that day. I had the feeling of like hope and possibility after just having gone through that, you know, thing that I talked about. Um, it was, it, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It, I just truly feel like it's like a wooey thing, but I truly feel like it was like a little gift from the universe. And I know that sounds super weird. It really does. And I'm aware of how weird it sounds, but that's all I can think was like, how did that one moment at the gym, it changed my entire life. You know, I wouldn't be hear what I'm doing now if that moment at the gym didn't happen, you know? So I always think about like, I think about that a lot, actually. I'm like, how, what would I be doing now if that didn't happen? I have no idea. So anyway, um, yeah, I got the idea. I kind of did some brainstorming, like, well, what kind of uh, subscription box business would it be? And I thought, okay, I'm going to do a dog one. And then I kind of just got started into that. And so I did my validation. I talked to people. I figured out like, you know, everything that I teach you guys, like when you have a new business idea, 
Um, look at your, do your competitor analysis, look at what other people are doing. How can you make your product, um, different? How do you, yeah. How do you make it different? How do you make your stuff unique? What are other people doing? Like I read reviews and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, um, I worked on that business. I got it launched in July of 2016 and the business is called the, or was, I mean, it still exists. Um, it's called the Dapper Dog Box, and it was a high-end subscription box for the Pampered Dog. And so when I had the business, I don't quite know what they're doing now with the business because I sold it, but when I had the business, we did a um, dog bandana or a dog bow tie, and then two dog toys, and then two dog treats uh, each month. And each month was themed. So my box was the most high-end and the most expensive dog box at the time. And my unique differentiator was the accessory. So the accessory was the one thing that no one else was doing at the time. And that was the thing that made my um, box different. So I launched that, blah, 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 um, you know, worked on the business, grew the business. And then fast forward in January of 2019, I sold the business. So I'm trying to give you like the cliff notes version of my story. It's obviously uh, quite quick, but um, I sold the business in 2019 and I get asked this question this is probably one of the top questions that I get asked about myself is why did you sell your business? And I think like when you, when people hear that you sold your business, I think they think a variety of things. One, um, you probably got a ton of money or two, like, oh, did your business fail? Is that why you sold it? Or they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. You sold your business. Um, so I think like there's a lot of different thoughts around when you sell a business and everybody's different. Everybody will sell a business for different reasons. Um, the biggest thing for me is, is I really was, was craving, some balance in my life. And it's kind of ironic because I, I, I don't know. I feel like when you're a mom and you have a business, like, is there really ever balance? I'm not convinced that there is. I am cons- constantly working on having more balance in my life and my personal life, but I don't quite know if you can have balance. But anyway, I wanted more balance in my life. I started my business when I was going through a very hard time mentally and the business, I, I credit that business for like bringing me back to life. I really do. It was such a hard time for me. And that business gave me like a sense of like a new sense of purpose. Like some, this was all mine. It was my thing. I could control it. You know, if you know, if you have a kid, if you're a mom, you know, you can't, there's you, there's no control. Like your control freaking gets, goes out the window. There is no fucking control when you have a kid. And I think because of what I went through, I think I needed that something that I could control. And that business just brought me back. You know, it truly did. Like it, I loved that business with every ounce of my being. I also hated it sometimes. You know, there are many times where I hated the business, but I truly loved that business. And that business was just the best thing that I ever started. It taught me so much about being an entrepreneur. It taught me about hard work. It taught me about perseverance. And it really taught me more than anything else how how strong, you know, I am. And anyone listening here, like it goes for you as well. If you have your own business, you are fucking strong too. Because and I say this all the time to my clients. And if if you're listening and you're my client, you're like, oh yeah, you know, you always say this, but it's true. Like 99% of people don't have the guts that you have. And I really want you to remember, if you could take away anything from this episode, I want you to remember that because it's true. 99.9% of people will never start a business, would never have the guts to start a business, and you started it. And you're still going at it. You're still trying to make your business work. And I want you just to take a moment right now and like give yourself some freaking credit because it is so hard to have a product-based business. It really is. And I want you to, to give yourself a pat on the back. When I had my business, I never gave myself any pat on the backs, pats on the back, sorry. Um, I never did. Never, never, never. No matter how well my business did, it was always like, oh, well, 
this person is doing better than me or like doesn't matter that I just got all this sales like it's not enough I was just I was such a weird I was so weird with my business I don't know which is why now I'm so um I'm very aware of celebrating wins my mindset is totally different than than when I had my first business my mindset now is like a million times better I'm a million times more positive and I'm just in a better mental state um but yeah, that's kind of why I ended up selling the business. I was ready to just do something different. I had done that business for almost three years and it it really like took a toll on me mentally, physically, like, um, yeah, all the things. So in between the episode, I had to take a break to go pick up my son from school. And as I was driving to pick him up, I realized that I wanted to kind of I wanted to add a little bit more detail about during my business days. So we are kind of like chopping around on this episode. So hopefully you can bear with me. So I want to kind of, I know I talked about my business a little bit, uh, my uh, Depper Dog Box, and then I talked about selling the business. But I want to kind of go back to the business days because I think that's also important to highlight a little bit about my business. So again, I started my business in 2016 and the business journey was, you know, it was an interesting one. I think it's a lot like what many of you are going through with your business or, or have gone at some stage, depending on how long you've had your business for. But, you know, the first year of my business, I launched it in July of 2016. I had, you know, some customers and I had to figure out how to get more. I had to figure out how to have this like new online store that I had no experience in. And I I think it's important just to point a few things out because I think like you hear so many, so much from people that are like, I grew my business and it was so easy and I made $8 million. And, you know, while those stories can happen, I always like to be very transparent about the fact that like, it wasn't easy for me at all. I had to struggle. I had to hustle. I had to try new things and it it's never easy. I think once you go through it and then you figure out what to do, like, yeah, now if I did another product business, it would be a lot easier. Is, would it be easy? I mean, probably not. I don't think it's ever easy. But once you know what to do, once you have that roadmap, you can rinse and repeat. But when you're first in it and you haven't done it before, it's it's a lot of trial and error and just trying to figure out what's going to work. And, you know, you never like you never know what next thing you try is going to be your big break kind of thing. And I remember I did so many things in my business like that I I thought, okay, this is it. This is like my big break. This is what's going to blow my business up. And then it didn't work. And I had to try the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So I just want to kind of point that out because I always like to keep things very real. And it's not easy to have one of these businesses. It's a lot of work. So when it came to my business, some of the things that I did very really well for my business were were two main things that kind of come to mind right now. One is providing an incredible customer experience and customer experience is something that's so important to me and it's something that even today I am very passionate about helping people like mostly my clients or my students in my courses, but helping people to create this like crazy, amazing customer experience. And it's not like people don't really talk about that very much, but in my opinion, it's one of the most important things that you can do if you want to get those customers to buy from you again and again. And if you want to get your customers to, you know, share your product on social media, then you have to have this incredible experience. So I just love, I love, love, love like the whole customer experiencing. How do we elevate the customer experience? And, you know, that is through your packaging. That's through a quality product. That is through like the entire unboxing experience. Um, But it's also through the ease in which people can order your product on the website. It's it starts from 
the first touch point. So if that's someone going on your website, that's the first touch point. And every bit along the way also has to be awesome. So when they go to the website, is it easy for them to find a product that they need? Is it easy for them to check out? Are you making the checkout process easy? Once they order from you, what happens next? Are they getting um, some emails that kind of nurture them along the process, like pre-arrival emails, um, emails after the product comes, like getting them to post on social media or follow you on TikTok or whatever it is. Um, those also need to be really, really good. So there's there's a lot of things along the way, but customer experience for me was such an important part of my business. And I really nailed that from day one. Um, and the other thing too, is just in general, like being obsessed with my customers. And I have hinted to you guys before that I am writing a book. So I've launched a kid's book before last year, but I'm actually writing like a real book. And I started working on it technically January, December 31st of 2020. Yeah. 2020. Um, so a year ago, last Christmas, I started working on it. I, I did the outline on December 31st of 2020. And then this, and then I literally didn't touch it for the entire year. And then this past like Christmas season, I actually started work properly working on it. And I have the outline done. I have like some stuff done. Um, it's, it's a work in progress. I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> um, but I'm excited about it. And it's going to be like a business book on how I'm not going to tell you the title because the title is I'm going to save the title, but I'm, I'll give you a little hint. It's basically like how all the things you can do to get your customers to be obsessed with your brand. And what happens when your customers are obsessed with your brand is sort of like what I mentioned a minute ago. Um, they will shout your name from the rooftops. They will refer friends and family. They will be such an engaged and loyal part of your community. And this whole community thing, when it comes to a product brand, it's so under talked about. Like people don't talk about that. People are like, how do I get more sales? How do I get more customers? How do I increase my traffic? How do I, you know, increase my conversion rate? But they don't think, how do I create a community around my brand? And that is what I did with my business. I didn't have, I didn't use ads. You know what I mean? I didn't use ads. I was so scrappy with everything I did. And I sort of early on had this like part of my mission was customers were number one customers were family. And that was like this ethos of my brand. <clears throat> Before I even knew that that's what you should do, or I don't know, I guess you don't have to do it. But I mean, I think you have to do it in today's world of competition. And how do you stand out against your competitors? So I think you need to do it. But you don't have to do it technically, but I somehow knew that was like this important thing. And it was just part of like my brand ethos or something. Um, but yeah, I am writing a proper book about this whole, like, how do you get your customers to be obsessed with your brand and involved in your brand and forming community and having this awesome customer experience. So when they open up your package they are just wowed and they, they can't do anything else other than take out their phone and post something on social media. So that's what I'm working on. I'm so excited about it. Like I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> so wish me luck. And if anyone here has written like a proper business book, please give me some tips. I need them. Um, anyway, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, I was talking about like the two things that I did really well with my business. I did a lot of things, you know, well-ish. But there's two two big things that that I very much did very well. Um, and again, the first is like that whole like customer experience, creating community, um, really involving my customers into my brand, creating community. 
I nailed that stuff. And that is one of the huge things I attribute to my success with my business. You know, like, yes, I had 42,000 followers on Instagram. And yes, like I got lots of sales and I had features from BuzzFeed and Forbes. And like I was in Mariah Carey's Christmas list, Christmas wish list and stuff. But that's just pieces of the puzzle. When you have a brand that people are just have loyalty towards, that is when you hit the jackpot. The other stuff matters. But when you have loyal customers, like this whole customer loyalty thing, I feel like small businesses, they don't even think about that. They're, you're always thinking about how do I get my next customer, my next customer, my next customer. But you forget, like, how do I make my existing people feel so special that buying from me again isn't an, isn't an option? It's like they will be doing it. You know what I mean? So just something to think about. And if you guys are interested in hearing more podcast episodes about, you know, this whole customer loyalty, um, all that kind of stuff, I love talking about this. Just let me know. Send me a message on Instagram and let me know and I'll be happy to create more episodes. So the other thing I did really well within my product-based business is marketing. So marketing is my specialty. That's what I've been doing for a long time. When it comes to a product-based business, marketing is, it's like 95% of your business. (laughs) Um, Because here's the deal. You can have an amazing product. If people can't find your product, it doesn't matter how good your product is. You won't, your business will not grow. Marketing is 100% a requirement for a successful business. And this is this is more so if you're selling like direct to consumer, you have your own website. This is not for, I mean, Amazon, you need to market it too, okay? But I'm excluding Amazon here. I am excluding um, if you're if you're focused on like wholesale, like if your main thing is to get your product in retail and like are, oh, I can't think today. If your main thing is like B2B, you're trying to get your product in other stores and other websites. I'm not including that. I'm really focused on like if you have your own website and you're selling your products directly to consumers, marketing is what will get your business to grow. And so when I say marketing, this falls under like the visibility umbrella. So with your business, like you have your sales channels, you have your website, you might have, um, I mean, even email marketing, I mean, I consider email marketing both a sales channel and a marketing channel, but it's absolutely very much a sales channel. And you might sell wholesale and you might sell on Amazon. Those are your sales channels. And and then we have like the marketing and visibility. So these are like all the little things that you're doing to get your business, your brand, and your product in front of people's eyeballs. And that is marketing. So if you have a customer referral program, if you have an affiliate program, social media, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, what else do we have here? Um, Getting features on in the media, PR, um, creating blog content, which then drives organic traffic, focusing on SEO. So this is all marketing and marketing is, so marketing is like what you do. The result of marketing is the visibility and traffic. So these three things all play a part together um, without, like your business won't grow if you're not getting traffic and traffic is the result from marketing. Let me know if this makes sense. If this is not clear, let me know and um, we can kind of dive deep in other episodes. But marketing is 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 what I do. That's my secret sauce. That's my specialty. That is my um, whatever the word is. I don't know, like expertise. And I was I was good at at the marketing. Like marketing is such a broad statement too. So when it comes to marketing, like you have to understand. There's a few things like within marketing, it is like, how do you get your product in front of new people? But also within marketing is like, 
how do you get people how do you get people to stop and like click on your thing you know and then that that like leads into well how is how is your messaging how is your product positioning so there's just like a lot of like layers within marketing it's kind of like an onion you have to like peel back the layers but my point here is that you have to market your business if you just have an online store and you're like, okay, cool, I launched my website, um, I'm not getting any sales. It's because people aren't finding you. Like, and I've talked about this on other episodes, like when you sell your product on a marketplace, like an Etsy or an Amazon, it's a marketplace. So people go to that website and they are they have a product or they have a word in mind that they're looking for. So if they're looking for... Um, like a stainless steel water bottle. There is no brand loyalty for the most part on those websites. They're just literally typing in a word. And if your website has ads catered to those keywords or your website's optimized for those keywords, then your product will pop up and then people will buy it. There's no brand loyalty. Um, But when it comes to a website, you have to drive traffic to your website or your online store. And to do that, you have to do all the marketing things. So kind of like I talked about, like social media would be one um, stream. SEO would be one stream. Blog content or YouTube content would be one stream. Working with influencers would be one stream. Getting features in the media or gift guide features would be one stream. Customer, I mean, I consider like customer referral programs would be one stream. So I just gave you what eight or nine different examples of different things that you could do for within marketing to drive traffic to your online store. And then even within that, like if we say social media, well, what is social media? That's so many things Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest. What am I forgetting here? I think that's like the big four to five. Um, each one of those channels, each one of those things is is its own marketing channel. So you can see here that marketing is a huge part of your business. And so whenever someone tells me like, hey, Carrie, I'm not getting any sales. And of course, you know, I'm going to ask them, how much traffic are you getting? What's your conversion rate? <laughs> if you guys listen to me a lot, you'll, you'll start to know what I'm going to say, because I repeat myself a lot. And then the next question I'll probably ask you is like, well, how are you marketing your business? Like, where are you marketing? And they'll usually say Instagram. And I'll say, well, where else are you marketing your business? And they'll usually say nowhere, Instagram. And that's the problem right there is if you only have, you're putting all your eggs in one basket and you guys know that's not a good thing to do because you are setting your business up for failure. One platform is not enough. Um, if you're a new store, like you just launched and you're just trying to, you're trying to just kind of like focus on one thing so you don't get overwhelmed, that makes sense. But like at some point you also need to diversify and be on other channels basically. So anyway, um, marketing is a huge, huge part of your business. And if you want traffic for your online store, then you need to market your business. So the marketing and visibility is a hugely important part of any product-based business or e-commerce store. And that's what I did a great job with with my business. Um, I spent the first like nine months of my business, I focus on Instagram. That's where I got sales. And I was just sort of trying to like double down on what was working And then after that, I started doing some SEO. I started doing Pinterest. I started doing, you know, other things. I had my little scrappy customer referral program. Um, I then launched an affiliate program. Then I started dabbling in like getting features in PR and the media. I was also doing blog content. So my, my traffic started to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. When you get traffic to your online store, for the most part, unless you're driving like bullshit traffic, you'll get sales. It's math. And we I talked about this, I think, in last, uh, I don't know, a recent podcast episode, I forget. Um, but that's how it works. So those are the two things that I, I really did a good job with with my business. And I, want, I wanted to just highlight that because 
Um, again, I think when, if I'm talking about my story, I want to sort of also just give you some insight into what are the things within my business that I that I did a good job with. I made a ton of mistakes. I did a ton of things very poorly. Like systems is not my thing. Um, so when it came to like inventory and inventory management and being organized with that stuff, that is not my jam. Okay, um, I had a I had Becky Hoy on here last year talking about systems for a subscription box business. And like my head was spinning by the end of the episode because I was like, I didn't do any of this stuff when I had my business. <laughs> you are a genius, girlfriend. In my current business, I have t- a ton of systems. But with my first business, I did not. And that's also okay. Like like I said, I grew my business to almost half a million in sales in two and a half years. And I didn't have great systems. So I'm here to tell you it's okay if you're not doing everything right. But um, so yeah, so those are a few things I did really well with my um, product ba- product business, my e-commerce store. And I wanted to just highlight that. And then again, I talked about like selling the business and just wanting more balance in life and things like that. So that's just a bit of an insight into that part of my life. And then after I sold my business, I um, took a little bit of time off and I started interviewing again. I was like, well, I'll just do like a nine to five. And that didn't, that didn't happen either. And again, then I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to start the next thing. I want to help people to start and launch their businesses. So before I even had my business, I invested about $2,000 and I bought Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy. This was September of 2019. So I sold my business in February of 2019. And then I actually started doing um, freelance work in between that. I forgot to mention that. So I was like building people's websites on Shopify. I was just doing all these random jobs and I actually gained a... I gained one um, client that I still do work for them. So it's been now, um, I think, three years now since um, I've been doing work for them. And so I help them with their uh, Shopify store. I do their marketing for them. They're an amazing company. And I love working. uh, I love doing work for them. So anyway, um, but then in yeah September of 2019, I bought Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy so I could learn how to create an online course so I could teach people like you how to start and scale your e-commerce stores. So I did that. And then I started going through her course. And then it was January of 2020 when I officially launched my business, my current business. And I kind of just did a bunch of different things. I launched, you know, I started my Instagram and it was just, you know, it's like when you start from scratch, it's so hard. (laughs) So I, and like, again, the product world is so different than having like a service or coaching business. And so I definitely felt very like out of sorts. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know how to do this. I can freaking market a product like a ninja, but when it comes to a self a self brand, it's just like such a different thing and it's like kind of awkward because I used to be I am actually really private. It probably doesn't seem like it because I'm always freaking on video and I'm always talking and I share all these stories, but um I didn't use I wasn't like that before. I was super private and I still am like in a in a large capacity. Um So yeah, I had to like start this new business. And anyway, um, I'm trying to keep this short, like I said before. So um, yeah, I started just doing a different thing. And then at some point that year, I launched my first or I launched a Pinterest course. And then I launched because I do love Pinterest for marketing. I love it. Such an awesome traffic driver. And then I created that was like just like a mini course. And then I created my subscription box launch academy course. That was like my first big mega course. And then, um, yeah, so that was my, that was one of the first like big courses I created. And then since then I've created, you know, multiple courses and I've been doing coaching and I've been doing group programs 
and just doing lots of different things. And it's been so fun just to really be able to take my experience and all the things that I learned within Dapper Dog Box and just be able to help people. You know, that's the biggest thing is like, I I have such goals to make such a big impact in the e-commerce space and just really be known as someone who, you know, truly just wants to help people, but also is authentic and like keeps it real. And like, I will never be one of those people making videos saying, I'll help you make seven figures in one week. Like all these people on YouTube do like that will never be me because I don't believe in any of that kind of stuff. Um, and it's just not, it's also just not like, I'm sure there is a way that you could make a lot of money quickly, but that's not the type of e-commerce business that I had. And so I, I only teach people what I experienced. And I just also just don't believe in like a quick fix. Things take time to work and a quick fix, like, I don't know, it just feels scammy to me. So, um, so yeah, that is my story in about 35 minutes. So I hope you guys like this episode and yeah, let me know if you have any questions or do we have anything in common? I feel like I didn't go into too many personal things, but maybe I'll just give you guys like a fun, a few like random facts about me. One is I love hot sauce and I talk about hot sauce a lot on my Instagram account. Um, I also am obsessed with Starbucks and I have an iced coffee or cold, cold brew from them um, probably like three days out of the week. And then the other three days I will go to like a smaller local coffee shop or I mean, it doesn't have to be three days per week, but I do drink Starbucks quite a bit and I love Starbucks. I'm like, I am such their customer super fan. Um, What else? I've been to over 30 countries and my favorite country, I don't even know what my favorite country is. I have quite a few, but probably one of my favorites is Turkey and probably Italy. Honestly, I just love Italy so much. I love the food. My mom's family is all from Italy. So Italy for me just feels like home kind of thing. Um, But Besides that, Turkey is one of my favorite countries. It is such an incredible place. Istanbul, there's like no city other, like there's no city like Istanbul. It's just absolutely incredible. Um, What else do I like? I love watching movies and I swear a lot. I don't know. I can't think of anything else interesting. That probably is a little bit sad. Oh, and you know what? I'll tell you one thing. The podcast is my favorite part of my business. I love it so much. And I encourage anyone who's listening, if you ever wanted to do a podcast, it opens up just so many doors for your business. And you probably are saying, well, why would I do a podcast for my product business? But if you're in a specific niche, there's opportunity to have a podcast. And I remember my first episode, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And it's funny, when I first started my business, I'm now completely rambling. But when I first started my business, um, someone reached out to me and they downloaded, I had like a pin, I I still have like two or three Pinterest related free guides that you can find somewhere online and you can download them. (laughs) Please don't though. Uh, Actually, no, I actually redid them recently and they're pretty good now. Um, but I, I had this freebie and someone downloaded it and she emailed me and she was like, that was the best freebie I've ever downloaded. She was like, would you be in my podcast? And I was like, okay, sure. And I was like, literally my business is brand new. I didn't know what I was doing again. And I did our podcast and I was so nervous. I literally had like, I had like a page or a screen full of notes for her podcast And then, um, I forget where it was even going with the story. I don't know. Never mind. The point is, is I was super nervous. And then I did a few other podcasts my first year and like so freaking nervous. And then I remember when I did that podcast recording with her, I told her like, I, and this must've been May or June of 2020, yeah, it must have been about May of 2020. So I had I launched my business a few months before then. Um, and I remember telling her, like, I kind of like, I kind of want to do a podcast, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I can. Like, I was like doubting myself. And she was like, oh, you should definitely do it. Da, 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 da. And then 
November of 20, no, November of 2020. I feel like I'm getting my years completely mixed up. I launched my podcast in November of, was it 2020? Yeah, it must've been 2020. So that must've been April or May. I feel like I'm completely getting my number, my things mixed up. Yeah. So this was in April or May. It must've been April. And then in November of that year, I launched my podcast. I took a course or a program through Erin Tofani. Shout out to you, Erin. I just love you so much. <laughs> she's my, she's the one who edits this, this podcast and she's awesome, but I took her course. It was like a group coaching program, um, record like a rock star. And I think that must've been like in August of 2020. And then I launched maybe in September. And then I launched in November of 2020. And my first my first like 30 episode, maybe even more than 30, maybe like 50 episodes, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, they all felt very awkward to me. And it wasn't until after like maybe episode 50 even that I started to feel a lot more comfortable. And now um, I have my moments where I feel like, oh, I don't know, like that was a really bad episode. <laughs> um, but I, for the most part, am extremely comfortable now, and this podcast has helped me in other parts of my business. I'm such a more, I'm such a um, more comfortable speaker. If I'm doing video, live video with people, or doing podcast episodes with other people, or just anything on video where I'm speaking, um, this has helped me practice. It's like I've gotten a year and a half of practice of speaking all the time. And I wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for the podcast. So I'm just saying, if you have any like inkling that maybe a podcast could be cool for you, it's a great visibility tool. Um, it opens doors and it can make you, uh, you know, you can be like an expert within your niche. So I'm just saying podcast was the best thing I ever did for my business. I wish I did it earlier, but I'm happy how I started and I've never once missed a week episode and I'm proud of that. So anyway, guys, my short episode again was not so short. So I'm going to just stop saying that I'm going to be doing short episodes because we always know that's not going to happen. So why do you even bother saying it? <laughs> um, but thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. And I hope everyone has an incredible week. And if you have a moment of your time, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple iTunes and let me know what you loved about this episode. I love hearing from you. So I want to hear more about you and your story. And if you're not following me on Instagram, please go ahead and follow me. You can find my link in the show notes below. But I definitely love when you guys reach out and you say, hey, I, I listened to this episode and I love what you said about this. Or like, you know, you talked about this on this episode. You know, I... I love this, but this is what I think. Like, I love when you guys reach out. So please, please reach out and let me know what you liked about this episode. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcast, and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.